the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. We are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Jim Clark, and we are inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. Our toll-free number is 1-888-FORKFAX. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up the phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. We've had such a tremendous response to our new series on the trivia questions from the Bible that we've decided to continue this series. There have been many trivia questions in the Bible from Genesis to Re- uh, Revelations and w- that will shock you, surprise you, bless you, grow you, and mature you. Tonight, Dr. Buckner brings us to part six on the trivia questions from the Bible, for we are not pretending we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you doing tonight? Brother Jim, I'm truly blessed, and uh, we just thank the Lord for uh, you being with us tonight, and we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith, and I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by our program tonight, and thank you for joining us. And we have been doing this series uh, entitled Trivia Questions and Answers, uh, about the Bible, and we want you to get your Bibles out and your pens and your paper and and set your recorder, and uh, we're going to take you through a test to see how much you know about the Bible, and the purpose of this is to help you to grow in knowledge and uh, wisdom of the Word of God, and so that's what uh, the Bible commands us to do, and you know, these trivia questions is something that you can use for uh, family, uh, you can use it with your church, you can use it with your Sunday school, with Bible study, uh, you can use it uh, in so many different ways. So we want to encourage you to take notes, and if you don't get all of the notes down, uh, we do make the CDs available for you, so you can be uh, blessed that way as well. So we want to encourage you to join us tonight and be blessed as we get into these trivia questions regarding the Bible. Well, let me get into the first question, uh, number one. Uh, who was the first abandoned child mentioned in the Bible? The first abandoned child mentioned in the Bible. Now, think about that, and don't just rush to answer it. Think about that, and we'll give you a second. And the second uh, to think about this. Now, the answer to that is it was Moses, Moses, we find in Exodus 2 and verse 3. We want you to write down these verses of Scripture as well. Uh, Moses' mother, uh, uh, you know, dealt with him in this area, and when she could not longer hide him, she took him uh, an ark ark and a bulrush and put the child therein, and she laid it into the flags, but the river's brink. 
and it just went right on down to the Niles, to uh, Egypt. So uh, Moses was the first abandoned child mentioned in the Bible. Did you get that? (laughs) I'm curious to find out how many people got that. Uh, The second question is this, and we want you to write these down, as I said, and go back home if you're out in the car and share it with the family or if you're at the family with the family right now, uh, share it with each other, you know, test each other. Number two, uh, did the Ten Commandments had writings on one side or both sides? Did the Ten Commandments had writings on one side or both sides? Now think about that for a minute. Or second. Now, the answer to that is this. The Ten Commandments had writings on both sides. A lot of times when we see movies and stuff like that, we see it just open up, right? But it had writing on both sides. And uh, we know that from Exodus 32 and verse 15. Write that down. Exodus 32 and verse 15. It says, And Moses turned and went down from the mount, and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand, and the tables were written on both their sides. Now notice that, written on both their sides. On the one side and on the other were they written. That's uh, really something interesting to know, and uh, we hope that you knew that. If you didn't, well, we trust that you got blessed by it tonight. Question number three. Uh, in the world today, we talk about uh, right-handed people and left-handed people as well. That's what we do. And many of us don't run across many left-handed people, and we know that for sure in life. Uh, when we do, it's very unique. Uh, question, did you know that the Bible speaks about the first left-handed man in the Bible? The first left-handed man in the Bible. Who was the first left-handed man in the Bible? Well, think about that for a second. Uh, And the answer is, as you turn uh, in your Bibles, you you will find that it uh, says in Judges, Judges chapter 3 and verse 15. Uh, It it talks about um, there in Judges 3 and verse 15. But when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised them up to be delivered by Ehud, Ehud, uh, the son of Gerah, a Benjaminite, a man left-handed, a man left-handed. Notice that, Ehud. That is quite interesting, and uh, we want you to make a note of that. Um, First left-handed man mentioned in the Bible. The last question is this one here. Question four, did Delilah cut Samson's hair? Now think about that, because uh, this is a puzzling question. A lot of times we have learned in Sunday school, even in Bible studies, many people were taught that Delilah cut Samson's hair. The question is, is this true from a biblical perspective? And think about that now. And the answer to this is no. Why? Because Judges 16 and verse 19, it teaches that uh, a barber cut his hair. And we learn about this in Judges 16 and verse 19, Judges 16 and 19. And it says, and she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man. Notice she called for a man. She didn't do it. She calls for a man, and she 
caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head, and she began to afflict him, and his strength went out from him. Now, um, how did she do this? Now, this is something that uh, you got to watch out, men, especially uh, when women have wrong motives, right? Uh, the uh, scriptures let us know, and read the story on Samson, that you know what, uh, how she got to him was this. She had cried not only one day, <laughs> she cried seven days. Now, women who are trying to get to you, man, you got to be strong. And uh, now, if they are crying for the right reason, you need to listen. But if they're crying for the wrong reason, Delilah would cry for the wrong reason. Oh, that's and not she... fair, Dr. Buckner. <laughs> My wife does it. It works on me every time. I hear you. So she cried seven days, seven days <laughs> to get to him. And after one day, she couldn't. Second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, seventh day, he just said, I'm giving in. So uh, there are women out there that know how to get to men through their, uh, through their emotions. And you need to be careful, women, about that. But if your emotions is guided by the Word of God, it's a good thing. But if your emotions is guided by the flesh, it's a bad thing. Now, I preached a sermon one time entitled, you might want to write down the title of this, a catchy title. Who's cutting your hair? <laughs> That's an interesting title. Who's cutting your hair? Because there's a lot of a lot of things in our world today that's cutting our hair. It may not be a Delilah, it may not be a woman doing it, but the flesh can cut your hair. Satan can cut your hair. The world can cut your hair. You can cut your hair. Mm. And there are so many things that can cut your hair, and you will regret it when it happens to you. Now, these are some exciting questions, and we're going to continue these trivia questions as we continue to learn more and more about the Bible. There's so much to learn about the Bible, which is the Word of God, from Genesis to Revelation. It is exciting, and this is a good way to get people into the Word and get the Word into them. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You need to know the word of God. You need to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman not to blush, but rightly interpreting the word of truth. And we trust tonight that you really got blessed and that you learned something. And uh, I'm not just talking about laypersons, but preachers that are listening to this, we trust that you learned something tonight that's new and different and unique. You know, like I said before, I told the people before, I said, do you not know that there was a woman named Noah in the Bible? They were shocked when they heard that. There was a woman named Noah in the Bible. There's so much to learn. And so he that has an ear, let him hear what the Bible says regarding all of these trivia questions and more to come. Jim, before we go to the commercial, uh, how did this minister to you, and how did this touch you, and what did you learn tonight besides uh, uh, the crying seven days? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you really got me on the Ten Commandments being only on, uh, I mean, be on both sides of the tablets. Because when you first said that, asked that question, I'm thinking to myself, oh, it was only on one side. Because in my mind, and I think maybe I got this from some movie. That's where what happens. It's, it's uh, the, the God etches the commandments into the stone, and then... They separates the stone from the actual, you know, the tablets from the stone. So it doesn't make sense that they would be on both sides. But there it was. 
right there in Scripture. We I'm, have to, I'm impressed. That is so true. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we have to differentiate between Hollywood and fiction mm-hmm. and the Word of God. Amen. You know, and Hollywood says a lot of things. Uh, I remember even uh, one time doing research on The Exorcist, right? And I remember doing lectures on it because there were so many people, uh, you know, God takes something that is meant for evil and bring good out of it. And so I remember when The Exorcist first came out, there were people so scared oh, yeah. that they were uh, running to Billy Graham to be ministered to and to Catholic churches to go through exorcism and all of that stuff. And so uh, sometimes God uh, allows certain movies to scare the hell out of you mm-hmm. uh, so that you'll get heaven in you. You know, a lot of people say, no, I'm raising hell. I said, no. You need to lower heaven. <laughs> That's what you need to do. And so this is the thing, that in The Exorcist, they had Linda Blair, who originally it was a, a guy who got demon-possessed uh, in, a, um, it was in a house. It was not in a hospital. And so what happened was when Linda Blair got demon-possessed, her head went around in a circle, in a circle, in a circle. Mm-hmm. Well, in true life, if that were to happen, your head is going to roll off. Mm-hmm. But there's you have to differentiate between Hollywood and truth, and that's what we're all about is making giving the truth because Jesus said the truth will make you free. And we know that Christians cannot be demon possessed. They can be oppressed but not demon possessed. And even in the movie The Exorcist they had uh, two priests getting demon possessed. So it's just contrary to the word of God. But uh, you were saying about how you learned something from that. Yeah, you know I, the thing I really want to make a comment about is that you know, this obviously learning about the tablets and whether or not the, it was on both sides or one side, that's not going to get you into heaven. Uh, salvation gets you into heaven. But this, it illustrates the importance of actually turning to the real source of this information, which is the scripture, and reading it for yourself. Because you're not going to get this sort of information, uh, you know, by watching TV or by listening even to a good sermon. Uh, the truth is, is that we all need to be in the word and we need to be reading it for ourselves. And and I think I was listening to somebody talk about how um, every time they read the Bible, it's like uh, they they it's like God inserted some new scriptures mm-hmm. right, that they never seen before. That's happened to me. Right, right. You know, right. You're, you're reading through it, and you're like, I never read that before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there it is. Yes, you learn something every time you read the Bible, and this is why Jesus said, "Search the scriptures, for in Amen. them you think you have eternal life, and they are they that testify of me." So we have to search the scriptures. We got to get into the Word because there's so many spiritual nuggets there, and this is what we're trying to do. You know, like you said, it doesn't uh, these these trivia questions just has nothing to do with so much your salvation, but it has to do with your growth and your knowledge and your wisdom of the Word of God, and that's why I ask God to use me so it can get people excited to get into the Word of God and get the Word of God into them. Amen. Well, it looks like we're going to have to take a, a break to have our sponsors better serve you, but uh, I just wanted to let you know that Dr. Buckner is always busy, and he is going to be, uh, once again, doing a teaching at the East Bay Baptist Association office. That's going to be uh, every Monday from 6.30 to 9.30. So we you really want to try to attend one of these and, and find out what he's talking about. This is, talk is going to be on spiritual gifts, so a very important topic. And the address of that is 1221 Pacific Avenue in San Leandro. That's the East Bay Baptist Association office. So, again, that address is 1221 Pacific Avenue in San Leandro. Uh, so you definitely want to try to make that if you can every Monday, 630 to 930. 
Dr. Buckner's an excellent teacher. What you hear here on the radio is just a piece of it. Go listen to him in person. You can go see him in person. It's kind of scary, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go uh, take a break and listen to some uh, commercial messages. And when we come back, we'd like to hear from you. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. My name is Jim Clark, and I'm in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we're getting ready to take your calls. But before we get to that, we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for Contending for the Faith. Without your diligent prayers, we never would have been on the air for so long. We also want to thank those who gave over the last two weeks. Jackie, C.R. Charles, Sandra, Anonymous Giver, Gail, Mary June, and Bruce. We also want to thank and uh, thank you and let you know that it costs us $400 a week to stay on the air. We need your help. We are a listener-supported program. The summer months are often a very difficult time because people tend to take a vacation from their giving. Right now, we need $169 to cover this week's program. Won't you partner with us financially to keep us this vital ministry on the air? There are two ways you can give. You can do it the old-fashioned way, which is just send a check or a money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920, if you're scribbling that down. Uh, or you can uh, go onto your computer or laptop and type in contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And on there, there is a donate button to make it really easy. For anyone who is interested Uh, Dr. Buckner will be speaking tomorrow morning, July 22nd, at Petaluma Valley Baptist Church in Petaluma. Is that a a correction? That's an old one right there. Oh, that's an old one. Yeah, that's an old one. Yeah, we, uh, let's see, what's going to be happening uh, coming up uh, the following uh, Saturday uh, that uh, we will not uh, be in the studio the following uh, Saturday. Uh, that's an old uh, note there that somehow got in there, but that's why I wanted to catch it right away. But we will not be in the studio, but we'll have the best of contending for the faith uh, uh, next weekend. So we want to ask you to pray for us because we're going to be occupied and Gary will be as well. But we will be in uh, the weekend of the 29th. So make a note of that. And I will be uh, teaching a class over at uh, Gateway Theological Seminary on the Trinity to the students, and then uh, I will be meeting with Dr. Groza, uh, Adam Groza. He is a professor through uh, Gateway in Southern California. He'll be coming up, and another brother uh, that lives in Richmond area, he'll be uh, joining us as well. And we, uh, they'll be coming in the studio because uh, Dr. Groza will be teaching a class on apologetics. They will be having an apologetic conference there at Gateway. And so after the apologetic conference, uh, they will be in the studio with me. Uh, we will be talking about apologetics. So we want you to call in and ask some questions around that as well. Another note that I want to just say uh, quickly, because somehow we, you got the wrong uh, notes that uh, – pass to you, uh, that uh, this Thursday coming up on Lifeline, you want to make a note of that, that uh, my son and I will be on Craig Roberts' show between 5 and 6. So this Thursday coming up, my son Benjamin and I will be uh, on Craig Roberts, and he uh, sent me an email saying that he would like to have my son come in and talk about what it's like to uh, be in a family with a preacher a uh, well-known preacher, a uh, man of God, as well as ask me questions about my class every Monday 
uh, at the East Bay Baptist Association office. So uh, we want you to make note of these things, and uh, we want to also encourage you again about the class. We want to encourage you about uh, on September the 29th to call in with some apologetic questions. And then we want you to listen in on this Thursday from 5 to 6 on Lifeline. Uh, My son and I will be in the studio uh, talking about uh, his experiences and how God has used him and growing up in a Christian home with a preacher, uh, as well as um, we'll be talking about my class as well. So. Uh, let's see. I think that covers everything. And that pretty much. much covers it. But that apologetics conference is going to be awesome. And it's going to be great to have. It reminds me uh, years ago when uh, Norman Geisler uh, and Frank Turek, and they came in and did the uh, the 12 points to prove Christianity is true. Oh, yes. yes. And uh, you had them in the studio afterwards. That's true. And it was, uh, that was really a great it time. You guys really need good. to listen to the, the, the show on the 29th. It's going to be yes, awesome. Yes, it's going to be really awesome. You know, So we want to encourage you on that. And you know, we know that you call in with a lot of questions, but think about some apologetic questions that you can ask, uh, and then we want to encourage you to call in. Well, let's get to some of our uh, callers. All right. Well, our first caller is Alfred. Alfred, are you there? Hello, Alfred. I think we're waiting on Alfred to get connected here. Okay. Alfred, are you there? Alfred, well, go- we may going once. Lost- yeah, I'm here. There All we go. right. We thought we had lost you for a moment. How are you doing this evening? I'm hanging in there, Dr. Buckner. Well, you know what? Uh, keep hanging in there. And you know what? You uh, let God hold on to you. You hold on to let God hang on to you because if you try to hang on to God, your grip is not strong enough. You let God's hand hold on to you because his grip is much stronger than yours. So uh, we want to know what's on your heart and we want to pray for you. But I want to know what did you learn tonight? You know, I want to ask every caller tonight. As far as these trivia questions, what did you learn tonight? What did you get out of the trivia questions tonight? Well, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to listen to the uh, sermon tonight. Oh, okay, you didn't. Okay, well, I tell no, you what, I we're going we're going to re-air it. Uh, well, we're going to re-air one that's related to this uh, next weekend, so you'll get a chance to listen and be blessed. But What's on your heart tonight so we can uh, pray for you? I don't know if you have a question, but what's on your heart tonight? Yeah, I, have, I have a prayer request. Okay, okay. And what's your prayer request? Well, Friday I had an inspection, and uh, it didn't pass inspection. So they gave me until Monday to kind of clean up my apartment a little bit. And I'm just praying that I passed the inspection this time around. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we need to pray for you around that inspection, and we know that God can uh, work with you to get it to the place where it needs to be. And I give a, I give you a good scripture to lean on, uh, Philippians four and thirteen. You know what that is? No, I don't. I can do. Say it with me. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. Through Christ that strengtheneth me. That strengthens me. All right. You lean on that, and he'll give you the strength to do what you can't do in and of yourself. Well, we're going to ask Brother Jim to pray for you right now. Brother Jim. So, Alfred, is this uh, apartment inspection, is this something that you're going to have to take care of? I mean, you're going to need to do something? Yeah, I have to clean it myself. There you go. Okay. Well, I'm just going to pray that uh, that uh, the Lord will give you what you need in order to accomplish that task. 
So, Father, okay. we lift up Alfred right now, Lord. We, uh, Holy Spirit, we just pray that you come upon him. Father, the most important thing is that his heart is with you, and, Lord, that he knows you and he trusts in you, and, Lord God, that he surrounds himself with other Christians that are going to speak into his life. But, Father, he's got a challenge before him right now, and, Lord, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would strengthen him and give him the ability to be able to accomplish whatever task it is that is laid out before him so that this inspection can be passed. Uh, we know that uh, that uh, it's important for him right now and his life, and so, Lord, we just pray that you would give him victory over this. Father, we pray that, uh, again, that you would continue to, to bring people into his life that would be able to minister to him and to help him in any way that they can. We thank you for Alfred, Lord God, and we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Alfred, uh, keep us posted on uh, how things turn out and do your part. Uh, so that uh, God can do his part, you know, and you need to make sure you're on top of everything that's required of you, uh, and uh, God will uh, come through for you, okay? Faithful the scriptures, Dr. Buckley. Amen. And uh, faithful is God's word, but God also expects for us to make sure that we are doing what we're supposed to do uh, so that uh, he can uh, continue to bless us. So, uh, so keep us posted on how this turns out, okay? Okay, God bless you. Thanks All a lot. right, and it's good to hear from you. It's been a long time. You have to call in more often. Yeah. It's been too long. Okay. All right, I remember yeah. you. I remember you. God bless. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Let's, All right, well. Let's go to our next caller. Let's go to CC. He's got a question there that I think we'd like to, to hear about. CC, are you there? CC. Are you there, CC? Yes, some... yes, I'm here. Oh, there we all go. All righty, all righty. Okay, how are you doing this uh, this evening? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hang in there. How you guys doing? Well, we're blessed. We're blessed and truly highly favored by the Lord. And we trust that you got blessed by the Word tonight. And what did you learn tonight regarding these trivia questions? What was something that you learned that you didn't know before? The thing I really, really, the thing that really pushed me with these trivia questions is they're very challenging. You know, like when you ask a question, you know, different questions and what it does, I think it challenges, it should challenge people to want to read their Bible more. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think the really Lord is really using you, using you in this because, you know, if, if people, you know, the ones who are being led by the Spirit and they hear this and they, they're eager to learn, that's that's going to push people to say, hey, I need to, I need to get in the Word. And then what it does is these passages that you, because you give a trivia question and then you give the passage to go to, so then that leads people to read those passages. And then there's other things that, that God will speak to them in those passages they never even saw before. So it's just like a, you know, you know, God's Word is inexhaustible. So, you know, all, all these people who are listening out there, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm, I'm, that, it, that this, you know, God, He says, Word will not return void. So it's, it's, a, it's, like a, it's like a domino effect out there. I mean, so it's, it's, it's awesome with this. And, then, you know, and I really appreciate um, how God uses you and how passionate you are in um, teaching the Word of God and people learning and, and pushing people to grow. I, I appreciate it. And all, all you guys there, too, at the studio. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, uh, Cece, for your encouraging words. We always get uh, blessed by something that God puts on your heart to say. Uh, and what's your question tonight? I want to ask you the question in Romans chapter 3, verse 3. Okay, and you have your Bible there? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Okay, why don't you read it, and then after you read it, uh, ask me what your question is. 
Okay, it says, For what if some did not believe, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? And so that's the reading of the word. And what I want to ask you is, in terms of this, you know, in relationship, you know, to, you know, what is he, what is he referring to in terms of the Jews? Okay, that's a good question. Well, let me say it this way in a nutshell, okay? And then you can do an additional study on this for verse 3. For what if some did not believe? Now, in our world today, there are a lot of Jews who uh, think that they are children of God because of uh, they have they believe that they have been chosen, okay? That's one thing. And they believe that they... Because they're Jew, they have inherited eternal life, and they also believe that just because they are called a Jew. And so the Apostle Paul is debunking that, and that's why he said, what advantage then has the Jew in verse 1? And then he goes down to verse 3, for what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? In other words, there are some Jews who don't believe in Jesus Christ, right? And they think because they are a good Jew, whether they are a conservative Jew or reformed Jew uh, or, uh, you know, whatever Jew, uh, they believe that, hey, oh, well, let me put it in another Jew, Orthodox. So you got the Orthodox Jew, right? And you got the reformed Jew. And you have the conservative Jew. These are all different type of Jews you have today in our world today. Now, you need to understand that here— uh, Paul is debunking the idea that if you don't believe right and you and you think that because you are not believing right in Jesus Christ, because this is all about God and bringing Jesus Christ, that you're going to get saved because you of your unbelief in the truth, then it's a, it, it's a lie of the enemy. And that's why he goes on later on in verse 4 talking about let God be true and every man a liar. I mean, to think that way, you are being deceived and you're a liar. Now, let me make a, a, a point before we go to the commercial break. That uh, there are people today that are what is known as the spiritual Jew. And then there's the natural Jew um, by ethnicity. And there is the spiritual Jew by faith. All of us are spiritual Jews who have been born again and who trust in Jesus Christ, whether you are Jew, Greek, bond, or free. So the spiritual Jew is really the one that Paul is really saying here in verse 3 that has the right belief. And he's debunking the idea that because you think you're a natural Jew, you're saved. Now, this is why J Jesus rebuked them also in John 8. I'm going to say this in conclusion. In John 8, they were thinking that the religious leaders were thinking that because we are children of Abraham by ethnicity and he is our father by ethnicity, we are saved. Because you remember the scripture says, through Abraham's seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Well, through Abraham's faith, that's why the writer of Romans talks about the faith of Abraham. He staggered not at the promises of God because of his faith. So if you have the wrong faith, you're not a spiritual Jew. You may be a natural Jew, but you're not a spiritual Jew. And so what Jesus did, he debunked the religious leaders and simply said, 
I'm going to tell you who your father is. That's why they picked up stones to stone him. Not only because he said that, but he also said uh, that only God is the God of the living. They were saying only God is the God of the living, but Jesus said he is the God of the living. He also can raise the dead as well. So they got really angry at that. And so Jesus ended up saying, your father is Satan. That's who your father is in John 8. He got raw bone with them. You think your father's Abraham? No, I'm going to tell you who your father really is, is Satan. Because if you don't believe in Jesus, you have no, your, your faith is no effect and you're actually led by Satan. So that uh, breaks it down the best I can. And what we're going to do right now, go to a commercial break, and we'll come back and we'll get to your prayer, and we'll have you to comment on what I said, Brother Jim. That is the rock bottom, Dr. Buckner. We want to hear some more of that, and we will hear some more of that when we come back from this break. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. This is Jim Clark in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner taking your calls. And right now we are still on the call with uh, CC. CC, are you still with us? Yes, I am. All righty, Cece. We have a, a lot more callers, so we're going to get right to your uh, prayer, and hopefully that helped you out, uh, some of the meat I gave you. I really appreciate that. With the information on all the Jews, it's really exciting of your labors, and it pushes me to want to study more, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's really amazing for someone who's only 45 years old, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Amen. All right. Appreciate that. Okay. Well, let's uh, get to your prayer request, and then we're going to uh, get to some other callers. If you could pray for my family again, you know, um, just lift my family up and uh, lift up my mother, Rosalinda, and um, just cover them in prayer. And um, also, again, if you could lift up um, Eminem and um, all the other, other, all other celebrities, like uh, yeah, Eminem and uh, 50 Cent and, and celebrities in general, then for me, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going through a series of trials right now. So I just really, you know, need you guys to pray for me. And if the listening audience, if it's okay with you, for the listening audience, who is ever out there whose prayer words they could pray along with us, that would help because I'm really going through it. I need God's help. All righty. Well, let's go before the Lord on those prayer requests. All right, Jim. Well, Father in heaven, we thank you. Uh, we thank you for uh, regular callers like CC who. Uh, who call up every uh, week and bless us, Lord, and we pray for uh, for him and his family and his mother, Rosalinda. Lord, we pray for the celebrities that you placed on his heart, Eminem, 50 Cent, and Lord, we pray that uh, that you would bring people into their lives, Lord, that would minister to them and then speak the truth of the gospel to them, that they would bend their knee to the Lord Jesus Christ, because that's what it's all about. And Father, we uh, again thank you for C.C., we pray that you continue to minister to him and help him through the specific challenges that he's going through right now, whatever they are. And Lord, we know that uh, you love us. Sometimes you allow us to go through these challenges and uh, to just refine us as uh, gold in the fire, Lord, and burn off the dross. Lord, we just pray that uh, whatever it is you've got in mind for CC, that uh, you would bring that about. And we thank you for that, Father. And I pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Brother Jim. CC, thank you so much for your call, and God bless you. We'll uh, look forward to talking to you in the future. All right, thank you. All righty. All right, so who do we got next, Dr. Buckner? Uh, we got uh, Jermaine. Jermaine. How are you doing, Jermaine? Uh, yes, I'm here. All right, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Excellent show tonight. Well, thank you so much. We trust that you learned something out of these trivia questions. Yeah, I've, uh, I haven't had a chance to... Uh, to get to the radio, but I've been listening 
to uh, to the online portion, and yeah, I've, I've learned a lot, and, and uh, I got some homework to do. So thank you, Doctor Butler. You're welcome. Uh, appreciate your prayers. I try to let God use me every time I get an opportunity to be on the airway. And what's on your heart tonight? Well, um, I, I did catch a little bit of the broadcast. I think it was maybe a week ago when you were speaking about uh, murder, and I know I said topic that I've heard some Christians go back and forth on, and, and some some non-believers I, I've even seen kind of twist Scripture up and, and confuse people that um, are kind of weak in their Bible reading, but I've heard of uh, some people who believe that uh, that we shouldn't even have any any kind of execution that, that would seem to be just in most cases because they consider that a murder, but you know, you find execution in the Bible and you find you find it in uh, various places, and I'm not saying I'm a big fan or I'm bloodthirsty, but it can be a little confusing because there are times where, like, say, someone has a hostage and you have a uh, someone in law enforcement who's trained and who's doing his best to not escalate the situation, and they may have a sniper rifle or they may have a, a gun held on someone and they're, uh, like, virtually begging someone to let a hostage go, and if they have a clear shot, it would seem like they should take it because I, I could tell you if it was my family or even me sitting there, I would want them to take a shot and save me if it's possible. I don't consider that murder, but I, I could see by the definition it would look like murder, but it looks like that person was forced into a situation like that. I was, it's a little convoluted at times. I was just wondering if you can kind of speak on that and maybe add some clarity to it. Yeah, it's it's not uh, murder in the sense that it's not intentional murder, you know. Uh, what the individual is trying to do in a situation like that is to uh, save a life, not to kill a life. So when a hostage has somebody uh, there and uh, got a gun on him, uh, you know, he can do two things. He could uh, uh, wait and let that person kill uh, that person and himself, or he can take the, the, the chance and uh, there are some experts who are very good at that sort of thing. And if a person is screaming and yelling and saying, take the chance, kill him, kill him, kill him, then uh, the person's, if his conscience leads him to do that, he has the right to do that. Uh, then there are others who may, uh, their conscience may say, you know what, I just can't do that. So it, it depends on the individual and the individual's uh, conscience. But I think when there's a desperate situation, the person who is trying to save a life uh, is he got to move and he got to move quickly. And uh, and they uh, so it's a it's a sticky situation. But I think that they definitely have to go by what uh, their conscience is telling them to do it. And and the authorities have been trained to go ahead and uh, take the person out, you know, uh, if, if if they have a, a pure shot, you know, the thing is, is that they don't have a good shot at the individual and the person's uh, body uh, is right in front and they're hiding behind it. Then in a situation like that, it, it's risky to take a shot. But if the person is kind of like open game and the other person's open game, the uh, law enforcement say, if you have an open shot, you take that shot. But if the person is really... Uh, where you can't see the person who's uh, taking the person into hostage, they have to kind of like hold back until they get that opportunity. So uh, that's the thing that I would say about that. But I do want to say that the Bible is very clear about capital punishment. 
And I just want to kind of lay this out by saying that God gave the uh, government the right uh, to uh, literally uh, take a life. Matter of fact, the uh, capital punishment, uh, you know where it started at? You know where capital punishment started? That's a quiz question for you. You know where it started? You know, uh, man, well, I, I probably have to say the Old Testament. But I can't okay, well, let me say this. The, the capital punishment started in the Garden of Eden because when God said, if you eat of this fruit, you will surely die, so that not only did Adam die, but the whole human race. That was a capital offense on the whole human race. So capital punishment started in the Garden of Eden, and then it moved from uh, Genesis 9 and 6. And make sure you make a note. God gave the government. He said, whosoever sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. And then it moved to the Mosaic Law, uh, you know, and then it moved from there to Romans chapter 13 with the Roman government. And Jesus even endorsed it because Jesus said, he that lived by the sword shall die by it. And then when Jesus was on the cross, he never rebuked the, the, the people that were dying for dying, you know. And then Paul even mentioned it when he was, you know, was uh, shipwrecked. He never rebuked it neither. So capital punishment is a biblical motif, and we have to uh, uh, stand by it and live by it. But we have a lot of liberals today and a lot of people in churches today who say, oh, man, it's not right to do that. Well, it's not about what I feel is right. It's about what the Bible says is right. So hopefully that helps you out. Yes, Dr. Parker, it does. And, and I do know I have some very liberal friends, and, and uh, you know, it's almost like a sickness where they, they will defend abortion till the ends of the earth, but someone who is justly executed or, or capitally punished, someone who is proven to, uh, where there's no shadow of a doubt, they'll almost shed a tear. So it's really... I can see how people can have their emotions twisted up and kind of miss. Yeah, and people are so schizophrenic. You know, the the abortionists say, you know what? It's a it's a sin. It's a sin. Uh, you know, they they will uh, talk about stuff with sin to not let a person do what they need to do to to, to abort their children and stuff like that. And yet, uh, this is how schizophrenic they are. You know, when um, you know Scott Peterson had killed his wife and his unborn child. Well, you know, when they heard about the unborn child, the abortionist, they said, oh, man, this is a terrible thing that a person would kill uh, his wife and the unborn child. Well, this is schizophrenia because you're upset at that, but yet you at the same time says it's okay to abort. Do you not know this? Check this out now. I'm getting ready to lay something heavy on you. Do you not know that there have been more killings with the abortion clinics than with uh, the Ku Klux Klan killing. I mean, let me back up. There have been more killings, of, speaking of black children, with the abortion clinics than earlier in history with the Ku Klux Klan killing blacks. That's interesting note to note. But anyway, thank you so much for your call, and God bless you, brother. All right. Thank you, Dr. Buck. All righty. Brother Jim, let's go to the next caller. All right. Well, I think that takes us to Brother Rick. Brother Rick, how are you doing? I am blessed. I'm going through a new phase of my therapy right now. I'll give you details later on. Well, good. It's always good to get an update on how you're doing. We're always praying for you. And uh, let's get right to your question and uh, what's on your heart. 
Okay, I'm, I'm going to bring up a very interesting question because I had a discussion today with my caregiver. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, how, how would you differentiate between somebody who is a prostate and somebody that is a backslider? Okay, and what, I'm curious to hear, what did you say to them regarding the difference? Yeah, because that, that backsliders happen, backsliding relates to true believers. Mm-hmm. And backsliding can last for a short time or it can last a real long time. But, but God knows that in the heart they are believers, and God never, God never has taken their hands off them. Mm-hmm. And even at times when they think God is not there, God has carried them. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that's, what, that's what goes on with the uh, backslider many times. Okay, and that's what, you said, that's what you shared with her? Yeah, that's what I shared about backsliding. Okay, and what did you say to her about the apostates? Uh, somebody who's an apostate, they could be going to church— it's very similar to what you talked about with the uh, Jews who think they're saved. Mm-hmm. And many apostates think because they're religious and all that kind of stuff, they never had a relationship with Jesus Christ in the first place. And it's no accident that they go into false doctrine, they go into liberalism, and they go into corruption. Mm-hmm. And that's where apostasy comes into play. Well, you know what? You, you pretty much, uh, I don't have too much to add to what you said, uh, you pretty much uh, hit it on the head uh, with uh, your answer to them, uh, the, the because the apostates generally in the context is talking about unbelievers. But even if a person, one thing I would say about an apostate, uh, I would add to that uh, is that an apostate can turn to the Lord too, even though they've fallen away. And it's always good to insert that that they can turn to the Lord even though they're in an apostate state. Uh, but also I want to say this regarding a black backslider. It's very important to, to, to add to what you said is that, as John talked about in his uh, first, second, third John, he talks about um, anyone who is born of God does not uh, uh, con- continue to sin habitually. In other words, um, you know, the, the King James says, cannot sin well, you know, yeah, we do sin, but the in the Greek it is will not sin habitually, make a habit of it. So if a person is backsliding and they continue to backslide and continue to backslide and don't repent, that means that they are not a genuine believer too. So I would have to add that to it because a genuine believer will repent and turn back and, conf- and confess of that sin. So I just want to add that to what you're saying. No, thank you very much on that. You know, you know what I like to, I like to make a request. Okay, because we got one more caller. We're going to try to get to the one more caller before you go. What's your request? And then we're going we're going to pray for that. I, I like I like to do I like to do a, I like to be able to do a Bible study the way uh, CC has been doing it. Okay, okay. Well, what I can do is uh, p- pass on to you something to do, and then uh, have you to do some homework on that, and then uh, that would be good. How about you look at uh, Revelation 3 and 14 and, and do some homework on that, and then you come back and let us know what it is. He is the beginning of the creation of God. So you do some homework on that because Jehovah's Witnesses try to say that Jesus is a creation of God from Revelation 3 and 14, Okay. Okay, that's a good one. All righty, and we'll look forward to, in a couple of weeks, uh, uh, 
uh, you know, getting that. And you can call in to Adam Grosser and ask them that question as well. That'd be a good question to ask. Well, thank you, Rick, for uh, your call. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your call, and God bless you. God, God bless you, Rick. You. Good talking to you. We have one more caller. We got one more caller. We're going to go to Deborah. Deborah, you there? Hi. How you doing this evening? You um, you've answered most of my questions, but the one I have a prayer request. Okay, and what's your prayer request? My uh, little niece—they found a lump on the back of her neck. They don't know what it is. They're still trying to run tests to determine what it is. Um, she's barely a year old, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they're really concerned because um, it never appeared before. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm asking that people pray for the doctor. Uh, what's her? What's her? What's her first name? Melissa. Melissa. Okay, we hear that music. But let's have Jim to pray for Melissa right now. And thank you for that prayer request. And keep us posted on it. Brother Jim. Father God, we just lift up Melissa, Lord, one-year-old. Father, we just pray that you would heal this uh, young girl of whatever is going on. Lord, we thank you that you are a great God and you are a healing God, the great physician. And so, Lord, we just make this request in the name of Jesus Christ. All righty. We have come to the end of another exciting broadcast. And we would like to thank Vince, our engineer, and Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being a part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you, and your letters and cards are always an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time, when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.